Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome to the Find Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten, and welcome to the place where I help you expand your soul, your mind, and of course, your bank account. Here, we talk all things mindset, manifestation, spirituality, personal growth, and so much more. Today, I urge you to open up your mind, receive something new, learn something new, and grow just a little bit more. I thank you so much for trusting me to be a guide along your journey. And now, without further ado, let's begin. Hello, beautiful, powerful souls, divine beings out there. I am so excited to bring this episode to you. It is a beautiful conversation between me and my lovely soul sister, best friend, ride or die, beautiful, amazing soul, Kate Pizzuti of Your Dream Life Coach podcast. And this conversation is not... It's not our typical conversation, and it is definitely something new that we have been talking about recently and something that we both knew needed to be shared on both of our podcasts. So yeah, I'm so excited for you guys to hear this. Buckle up and keep an open mind throughout this conversation. I really recommend you listen to the end, even if you hear some things and you're like, "Mm, I don't know, Mm." keep an open mind, keep an open heart, and... I urge you to listen to the end of the episode. Also, I do want to uh, point out that there is a bit of background noise due to us being in the car, but please just do your best to drown it out, listen to the message, absorb the message, and try not to let it get to you. But without further ado, let's jump into this juicy, much-needed conversation. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our shows. It's Kate and Kirsten here to talk about some things that are very, very needed in the spiritual conversations as of right now. We're going to be going into all things spiritual bypassing, Doja Cat, yes, Doja Cat, (laughs) and just other whirlwind of things that are going on in the spiritual community and in our worlds and our realms right now. And honestly, the thing that sparked this this podcast, this conversation is a few weeks ago, Kate sent me a voicemail and she was like, listen, I'm kind of freaking out and there's all of this stuff going on in the world and I think it needs to be talked about. And we just went off in voice memos just talking about all the things that don't get talked about. And so we thought, you know what, let's bring it to the podcast. Mm. Let's bring it to the world. Let's share because that is where the magic happens is when we share these things and everyone kind of gets to the same page and we're able to really make impact and change in the world um, in a positive way. Before we get started into the actual conversation, we want to disclaim we're in the car together right now. We have an errand to run. It's like an hour there, an hour back. So we thought what better time to have a conversation because this is the conversation we'd be having on or off the mic anyway. (laughs) So if you hear background noise or a little bit of roaring or zooming or turn signals, that's what's happening. But we invite and implore all of you to, you know, tune out of the background noise and just tune into the conversation because this is a very, very wildly important one. So to get us started and just preface the scene, like Kirsten said, this was a like 
bubble burst moment for me that led to the conversations that we've been having lately. And truthfully, like when I messaged Kirsten because I knew she would hear me out and like understand where I was coming from and not think I was crazy or not think that I was like falling off the path of spirituality or light or goodness when I told her these things. It was such a refreshing conversation because I felt like this was the first time that I was seen and validated for like my ugly, chaotic kind of dark thoughts that, you know, were present and prevalent rather than talking about the light and the goodness and the service and all of the things that we're doing that are good and and humane and helpful. I wanted to talk about the stuff that I was pissed off about and the stuff that was showing up in my world as almost like a disadvantage or a disservice or some of the things I was witnessing that just felt like it was time to put my foot down and really start addressing. So through my own I would say like awakening to some of the darkness that's happening, I was able to again confess this and just be heard and seen and then also Kirsten opened up about her own realizations that were going on and then we realized wow if this is happening for us this is happening for everybody else and it's just time to be the sparkers of conversation so that we can all share in what's going on and find solutions together yes and I feel like at this point in time a lot of people are realizing that or waking up to the fact that we live in a reality of duality right so there is light and there is darkness so in the spiritual community when we are continuously in this this light uh goodness spiritual bubble we are ignoring all of the things on the other side which is doing a disservice because we're not properly able to process things we're not able to address what's actually going on in the world we are not able to properly fight the war that's really going on which we'll talk about a little bit later um and it's just yeah it's being in a little naive bubble and yes the the light and the positivity is good and a lot of us need to swing really deep into that one way for a while but then kind of that bubble pops and you come down to reality and you realize okay there's another side to what's going on in the world and i need to pay attention i need to know what's going on i need to have that awareness to properly fight the fight Mm, so good and the word like the terminology war keeps coming up we keep talking about like the war on love the war on just true like fairness frankly and I feel like all of these things again are topics that we're going to get into but like the beautiful starting point that you brought up was this bypassing that's going on And I brought this up in a couple other conversations or episodes so far, but I feel like it's important that we share into what this means and how it's showing up and how it's directly impacting our worlds and and everyone's worlds for that matter. Um, I know that for me, something that you said that I resonated with was like, we, especially if you're deep in the spiritual community, it's very easy to like think that I just want to stay in the light all the time and I want to stay head in the cosmos. And like, it's a, it's an energy protecting thing, right? We think that we're doing ourselves this service by not looking at the darkness because if we dare look at the darkness, then we might become it, right? It's like this fear mongling going on that, that makes us just terrified to even look at the other side. And this was definitely my reality or my case for most of my life, to be honest, especially since finding spirituality, it was always about you know, staying on the light side and looking on the positive and being able to bring um, happiness and joy in times of despair or chaos, which is a necessary skill. And there's a lot of validity to that. But what I wasn't realizing was 
the ways I was being impacted by the darkness because I wasn't looking at the darkness. And I think something that Kirsten and I talked deeply about, this is just one example of so many, was the fact that we realized that our generation is going to be likely one of the first where most of us or a, a big majority of us aren't going to be able to reasonably afford housing. Like America's one simple promise. And that fact alone woke me up to, wow, like me staying head in the clouds isn't changing the fact that I sort of feel like I'm being robbed of, of something that should just be a basic right and necessity, especially in this country. And I recognize that that might sound like, okay, first world problems, like you're worried about getting a house, but there's people that are, that are dying and that are in war. I understand. But to that point, there's also people that are dying and that are in war. And it's just a, a different hierarchy of darkness. All of these things are on the, are on the side of evil, right? And it just made me realize, it made me wake up to, it made me burst my bubble in terms of how many thin layers and threads are being woven in, in the side of darkness that when we fail to address them, we fail to change them. And so I was living head in the clouds and it was time for me to come back down to reality. And now that I know all of this, I want us to find solutions together. But that's my example. That's what comes up for me. I'm curious what yours is. And something I want to address really quickly is the fact that there might be some of you thinking, well, I really don't see, I still don't really see the point. I don't see the point of looking at the darkness. Like that just sounds like something I don't want to do. And I get that. But I want you to maybe think about this analogy for a second. If you have a disease within your body, if you have something going on within your body that is causing havoc, right? If you don't have symptoms and you don't get checked up and you're unaware that this is going on, how are you ever going to heal it? right? How are you ever going to know what's going on, how to fix it, how to heal it? You have to first bring awareness to, to, to these things. You have to bring awareness to what is going on within your body so that you can then take action. Same thing in this world. We have to bring awareness. It doesn't mean that we have to get sucked into it, but we have to bring awareness to do our duty to help heal the world, heal the collective, heal these wounds, and bring light to the darkness. Mm. That's a wonderful analogy. I was like trying to think of how to accurately explain something that people who aren't yet in it, you know, it's hard to grasp when you're not looking at those things, but it is absolutely a necessity because like you said that disease will then start to eat you alive and you'll just become something that's consumed by it because you failed to look and that's where I argue like ignorance is not bliss ignorance is just ignorance Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's bliss temporarily because you get to live in this la la land of this bubble that you've created but what happens when that bubble gets popped by force and then you're forced to address wow we're living in such chaos and such darkness because we didn't rise and fight back. And I think like these conversations are what is preventative of that. So I think like an important, I suppose, drilling point, and I'm curious what your tangibles are, is like 
when you are in the spiritual community and you're in the spiritual space, we recognize the importance of continuing to, you know, receive from the cosmos and connect and, and receive messages from the divine. But how can we come back down to this reality, look around us and be like, okay, we are, we're meant to be here on this human plane, right? We incarnated here for a reason. What do we do to reground and then implement what we know from spirituality? So for me, like regrounding always comes back to disconnecting from the chaos of the world. So of course I'm, I'm bringing awareness to the chaos of the world, but I have to come back and disconnect from social media, disconnect from other people, disconnect what, from what other people are saying and come back to just me, my connection with the divine and earth. So going out in nature and sitting with myself and God and just really grounding into the present moment, grounding into the now. It's something so simple and a practice that we can use for pretty much anything, but this really helps me come down to my reality of what's right in front of me, my feelings and what I'm currently experiencing in my body, my connection to the divine, my ability to channel and just really sitting in that and allowing those truths to come through. But still being grounded in this present moment being grounded in what's around me instead of you know being maybe deep in meditation in the cosmos and forgetting that i'm even on the earth right instead kind of being in nature seeing what's around me and connecting in that sort of way Mm, that's so it's so in alignment with my point too because i think something that's been coming up is like boredom is good Mm -hmm. like getting out of that distraction getting out of that chaos right it's the same thing like removing yourself from the things that are keeping you from having to look at the things that are going on around us and when you give yourself space to be quote-unquote bored or to come back down and to reground into nature or you know get off of social media and just be with yourself things naturally will start to purge themselves and, and come up as as they need to and I think another element of this is like a new practice for me but something that I feel is so important with this new shift in our awarenesses is asking when you are in practice when you are in ritual when you are you know doing your spiritual due diligence asking for guidance on how to use that information to better serve the world to better serve earth to better serve humanity because again sometimes we get so tricked into self-serving with spirituality it's like oh you're doing this you're you're meditating so you can manifest your dream life you're meditating and you're you're doing the breath work and you're doing all of these rituals and you're sitting with the plant medicine and you're doing all these things so that you can have the life of your dreams and it's like while there is some truth to that and while we need to be in a space of of connection to our our mission and our dream lives to be regulated and to be able to let our gifts come through that's not the point of spirituality like at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like we've gotten so confused and off the track and distracted by what I believe is evil infiltrating our sacred spiritual space and kind of waving this like shiny object in our face and going, oh, you can have the bigger house, you can travel, you can manifest all these things. And it's just a distraction from our greater mission. I literally was just talking about this on my Instagram story today. Mm. Um, Very similar 
similar message but different wording i was saying that there is so much narcissism mm. in the spiritual community that's disguised under these these yes. umbrellas of like self-love and empowerment and all these things and it's like you you can fully just focus on yourself and you can chase your desires and while these things are beneficial and it is good to pour into yourself it's not about me 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 mm. me me it's not about healing for me and doing this for me and, and chasing this for me so I can live the best life and me, 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 because that, that is where evil comes in. That is where things become flawed because you are meant to work on yourself and pour into yourself so that you can be more uh, essential and, and more beneficial to the planet mm. so that you can be in service so that you can shine your light brighter so that you can be the vessel that you are meant to be on this planet it is not about you i'm so sorry it's not about you <laughs> it is about the collective it is about creating a better earth it is about creating the new earth and it is about fighting the fight so that good can win oh my god that was so delicious Mic <laughs> <laughs> drop moment yes i feel like that point right there is exactly what one of my like friends slash mentors said to me she was like the purpose of spirituality and coming into these practices is so that you can first learn to hold space for yourself and for your own healing. And then you can expand to holding space for your friends and your direct, you know, acquaintances that circle around you. And then you can expand to being able to hold space for the collective's healing. And then you can expand to holding space for the world's healing and then eventually get to a galactic level where you're holding space for all of it. And it is this, this process. That's why we call it expansion. But it's interesting how we all like on this planet we fight for the truth like everyone that's why there's there's spiritual warfare and that's why there's this it christianity versus hinduism versus buddhism versus xyz like we're all putting things into different containers for the same reason it's because people want to know the truth because when we know the truth we can be of our highest service and it's like we've forgotten the reason for all of this is so that we can come back down to a place of serving and bettering humanity. Otherwise, what is the point? Thinking about coming here and like getting 70 years to just fuck around and like travel a bit and like see the world and leaving no influential mark on the planet seems so pointless. So pointless. And I think that's kind of what this new age spirituality fad movement is about is like learn how to manifest every single one of your dreams and come in and just get the most pleasure and trust me when I say like I fell I don't want to say fell victim but did fall victim to this mindset for a long time I preached this mindset for a long time right too yeah and it's it's interesting how quickly things can shift and while there is a balance of, of having to learn when to smell the roses and to experience your pleasure and to be in that energy because it's still, you know, a necessary part of the human experience. When it becomes all consuming, when it becomes all about that, that is when we're actually doing more harm than good. And if we can all learn to reground into the greater mission and sort of like, it's a big ego check, right? Cause there's a part of me that's still like, well, I want to do those things. Like I want to travel and I want to just say, fuck everything. And like get as much enjoyment out of this lifetime as possible. Like there's definitely a part of me and I know a part of all of us that thinks that way. And that is that way. But I promise you beneath these selfish egoic layers and conditioned layers of yourself, there is a deeper underlying blueprint and soul essence that so badly wants you to serve the greater collective which is all of our mission 
And I always like to come back to that sense of fulfillment. Every single human desires to feel a sense of fulfillment. Like it's not even happiness that I feel like people really crave. Mm. I think it's that that feeling of fulfillment. And I'm telling you, you're not going to feel fulfilled by having this car and this house and this thing and that thing you're going to feel fulfilled when you are of service and when you are genuinely helping people and you are genuinely helping the world that is when you will feel fulfilled like I I visited my family a few weeks ago and whenever I was doing something for them just out of my heart and they met me with with gratitude after that I just I felt this this just fire inside of me I felt this warmth inside of me because I was just being of service and I don't feel that warmth when I get a new thing I feel temporary pleasure yes Mm. but it's not that core sense of fulfillment so yes you are allowed to want the things but you will not feel that core sense of fulfillment unless you are truly in your purpose and in service and and helping Apple and the community. And I think this is like an important brief conversation to have before we pivot into Doja Cat and other conversations. (laughs) Something that Kirsten said to me that was so profound when I was in that state of like wondering kind of like, what's the point? Like a big ego death wondering if there's already all this darkness, like, can we even fight it? Like, it seems so overwhelming, right? What she's bringing up now is a realization of coming back to your soul's true desires. I just posted about this and this will definitely be like a full a full episode at another point in time because I think I could go on about it for hours and so could you. But what I realized in just the last month, maybe 3 weeks, is that there is there is a lingering confusion between our conditioned self and our soul self and the desires that come from both those underlying desires because there's nothing wrong with desiring anything right inherently desires are i called them the north star they're just there's something that you follow so that they can get you on the right path so you can collect certain information and whether or not you get to the end it's not about the means to an end it's about the journey but we can get closer to our actual fulfillment which is the ultimate goal of this human experience is to is to evolve into our highest selves and experience that true essence of fulfillment knowing that we have lived out our soul's purpose on this planet by learning the difference between an ego's desires and our soul's desires and that's hard that to this day for me is really difficult because sometimes I'll have the desires pop up like wanting to just kind of leave leave my current home in Florida and go like travel to Bali and like do all of these things that perhaps could benefit me but right now I know to my core that that is not what will serve me my future family or the future of humanity and the the collective that I'm serving to its best capacity right now does that mean it never will be no but right now in this moment that desire is not a soul desire that's an ego driven desire because i see other people going to bali and wearing their beautiful bathing suits and getting these gorgeous like instagram shots and my ego's like i want that because they have that but my soul's like you don't want that you don't need that you want a slow life you want to save your money you want to build equity you want to have you know the means to be able to really live 
in a community that supports you and your life's goals. And what you said to me here was that kind of broke me into that realization was as she was on her road trip, she's seeing all of God's beautiful creations and and all of these wonderful, magnificent sights. And while she was grateful for the experience, of course, she recognized she wasn't her happiest at any of these points in time. Not that she wasn't happy, not that she wasn't making memories, not that she wasn't having wonderful experiences, but her happiest moments weren't necessarily included in that wonderful road trip. And it made me realize like, Even travel, sometimes it's just distraction and chasing. I, not even just the road trip, but for me, every single time I have traveled, I have loved all of my travels, but none of them have produced my happiest moments. Except for maybe a few core memories with friends on like travel or trips, but it was never, oh my gosh, I'm in this country and I'm at this club where I'm at this beach and like I'm just like living the life and I'm so happy like I was so grateful for all of those moments but all of my really really happy like truly happy moments have come from random days where I have spent time with family and friends or just being in a slow life routine and just being deep into my practices and just having these these random moments of wow like I just truly feel an overwhelming sense of happiness like Happiness for me comes from the little things, from the little things. Travel and stuff, they can be perks and it's nice to see the beautiful earth, but happiness comes from the little things. And to kind of tail off of what Kate was saying about really, you know, determining where your desires are coming from, you also have to realize that there are so many things that have been programmed into us year after year after year and made us think that we desire certain things but we don't like do you really desire the same kind of life that your parents have do you desire this specific car because you actually want it or because you've just seen that on tv a lot do you desire to go to this specific place because you genuinely feel called to or is it because you see other people doing it like what is society programming into you and giving you FOMO about compared to what you actually want like it is it is so hard to differentiate like Kate was saying like you need to really really sit with yourself and determine what is truly you and what is programmed into you because that is what TV Um, the media, social media, parents, friends even, everything is influential, right? So even if like, it might not even be something society has, has kind of ingrained in you, but even a friend saying, oh my God, like I went to this place and it was so amazing and like, you should definitely go. Really sit with that. Is that a true soul desire for you or are you just being influenced? Don't let yourself be influenced when something isn't actually what you isn't it funny that this is coming from two like basically ex-influencers we are both like buy this product get this get that and everyone's like yeah maybe i'll be happy (laughs) but truly i heard somebody say this once and it's so true they were like if you could delete every commercial every piece of marketing every sign every billboard that you've ever seen from your mind what would you still want If none of those things existed, if marketing wasn't a thing, if you weren't being influenced to every single day and you came back to just the things that you were drawn to, 
a world where there were no cell phones. Like, no wonder people lived more simply and plainly back then. That's not to say that people before the time of cell phones didn't desire travel, but was it such a competitive necessity? Like, no. And that also made me realize that, like, that that word competition, like, we're all sort of silently in competition with one another to see kind of like, okay, who can, who can go to the most places, who can get the best next Instagram shot. But also we're all like quietly searching for a paradise rather than recognizing like maybe we're in it. Like we lived in beautiful Tampa St. Pete together for three years almost. And don't get me wrong. We enjoyed the heck out of it and, and, and we're grateful for it every single day. And we did relish in the paradise of it, but we were still seeking outside of this place for something else rather than being fully embodied in the joy and happiness for where we were right now. And that's just so interesting to me. So I feel like with all of that being said, I feel really complete on that conversation. Do you have anything else that came up for you? No, I think that's it on that. Yes. Oh, okay. pivoting. Are we diving into Doja Cat? <laughs> yes. It's oh time. Oh my gosh. It's time. So share, share how you found this because everything I saw about Doja before I spoke on it was from your page. <laughs> okay, so let's backtrack. Okay, so what we're going to talk about is the fact that Doja Cat seemingly has, and this might sound a little bit off the wall to some of you, but just hang Stay in there. Us. Stay with us, okay? Doja Cat has seemingly sold her soul to the devil to dark forces in order to have more fame and more power okay so let me backtrack to how i first kind of saw a little bit about this but wasn't fully sold on you know what was going on i was on tiktok you know as i occasionally go to and, and find out random things but when i see things on tiktok i always like to dive dive in deeper but it's a good place to um come across things that you wouldn't necessarily see in your daily life so i come across this creator who was pointing out the very, very drastic changes in Doja Cat's uh, social media, in her music, in her appearance, and this person talking was a fan. She said she had been a fan of Doja Cat's for, I want to say like 10 years, it, it might have been more or less, whatever the case may be, but let's just say around 10 years. She said she had been following her since she first started music, and she has loved her since the minute that she found her. But she also pointed out that Doja was always a very, very consistent artist. She was consistent in her energy. Yes, her music changed a little bit, but her energy and her essence, her aura, always stayed the same, stayed uh, similar. But she said recently, it's like everything completely 180 and she's like, I no longer see her as Doja Cat. She looks like a completely different person. She's giving off completely different energy and she's starting to post things that are very dark, very demonic. And she just looks like she's not there anymore. Like you look into her, you look into her eyes and you look into her essence and she's just not there. And I was like, okay, that sounds like a lot, but you know, this is someone who has known, has been following Doja Cat for longer than I have. So you know, maybe there's there's some substance here. So uh, that's how I originally came across it. And so I started doing some digging and looking at Doja Cat's pages um, and looking at the changes in her music and in her appearance. And I'm like, okay, like it definitely does look like something completely switched. That's odd. But then I just kind of dropped it after that. And a couple months went by. And then I was 
on social media. I think it was Instagram. I don't know if I was like scrolling on my feed or actually I don't follow her. So I don't think it was my feed. I think someone might've reposted it on their story and I saw it, but it was the album cover or, or song like song cover that she had posted and it was red and it was like her in this like demonic outfit and I was like, oh my God, I remember seeing something about her literally like selling her soul to the devil a few months ago. And now she's like literally portraying herself as a devil on this, this song cover. And I was like, hold on a minute. So I looked back at her page and things had just gotten way worse. Like her whole page had gotten even darker, even scarier, even more demonic. And I'm like, this is not normal. This is not art. This is complete shift and it truly looks like she has sold her soul to the devil and this is not a new concept in Hollywood this is something that has been happening in Hollywood people have been talking about it there have been stories people have come out saying that they have you know been sucked into these different satanic rituals in Hollywood like there is fact about this stuff happening and so because I've, I've heard about that in the past, I everything started to make sense. I'm like, okay, I actually believe that she probably did this in order to have fame and power in Hollywood. And so I posted, you know, her, her little um, song cover on my story. And I was like, listen, like, this is not okay. This is not art. And I want to shed light on this so people know that, like, like people like Doja Cat and other people in Hollywood are essentially getting into these satanic things and whether they're just doing satanic rituals or whether they are fully selling their soul to the devil for, for fame and power, like this stuff is happening and I want to shed light on it. And so I posted on my story and that's when Kate saw and was like, wait a minute. So I'll pass it over to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, picking up where that left off, I'll just kind of say that basically the same thing for me. I saw all of this through Kirsten's story and her initial share. And so naturally I fled to do my own research and just kind of like look into what the situation was. And I was already familiarized with like these Hollywood concepts of people who, whether by choice or not, were sort of forced into seemingly like portraying themselves as darkness or as demons or as the devil and doing these humiliation rituals all of the things. And so and, and off of first instinct, I go to the, her page and have seen many of Doja Cat's videos, witnessed many of Doja Cat's, uh, you know, songs, concerts, etc. And it was immediately like, this is not the same person. And I think anybody with spiritual attunement and gifts who have like tapped into their gifts can instantaneously read and feel energies and know right off the bat when somebody has been overtaken by darkness and that was that for me I knew it to be true just just off of looking at it and it was like whatever anybody else thinks like doesn't really matter because regardless of what you believe whether Doja Cat did sell her soul didn't sell her soul and something I want to say on that really quickly I think a lot of people look at this concept of like selling your soul to the devil and they're like, oh, what? So like the devil like comes here and like signs a contract with you. And what I want people to realize is this is something that people can do in their homes just as personal agreement. The same way people pray, the same way people worship good, the same way people worship love, the same people we worship God, the same way we do ritual for spiritual connection and for spiritual protection is the same way. On the other end, people can choose to essentially do, whether it's satanic work or darkness work, 
they can go through these rituals that have been transcribed through, I mean, many, many, many years now um, as a thing, as a way for them to obtain more money, more power, more influence. And it's not only present in Hollywood, it's, it's present in many places. We talked about Bohemian Grove as, as something else. And honestly, like, we don't need to get into all of the details because we can do a whole other episode <laughs> on some Just of these. Yes, <laughs> yes, on some of these things. But if you do research on Bohemian Grove and some of the elites in our society and in our country worshiping the god of shame and worshiping these these horrific things and sacrificing effigies of children and then you look into the rabbit holes of artists that have undergone humiliation rituals my point is a none of this is okay b the music in and of itself whether or not you believe she has sold her soul is portraying a horrific message to impressionable young women in particular who now think it's cool to worship satan and this is where it's just undeniably unacceptable. And something interesting that came up for me, and I'd be curious on your take on this, Cure. I posted uh, just some shares on my story because I, I'm all about real conversation and open debate. And I know that my perspective, because I am not God, cannot be 100% the truth. It's just what full body resonates as truth for me. And I know that therefore it will full body resonate as truth for others, but there's always other perspectives. However, I got a, like basically a message and and had conversations with some people who we were going back and forth about this Doja Cat thing. And the conclusion that, that some of these beings came to was that, well, it's really not our place to judge these people. You know, we can choose to spread as much love and as much light as possible, but it's not our position or our prerogative or our right to publicly shun them or shame them for the things that we're doing. Otherwise, we're just as bad as them. I want to pose a disagreement to that. If we claim to truly be beings of light, Doing our due diligence to spread love and to spread the capacity of God and good means we must, in my opinion, must take full responsibility to look at things that we disagree with that are blatantly spreading bad, spreading evil, spreading violence, spreading harm, spreading horrible sexual messages, spreading messages of shame, spreading messages of darkness, and say, fuck you to that not to the people, but to that essence, to that energy. And something we keep coming back to is Doja posted a profile picture of this just image that would make your skin crawl. And I think she like posted it and took it down uh, within the same four hours or something like that. But obviously there's images of, of it all over the internet. She has 26 million or had 26 million TikTok followers. I would argue or guess that probably like over 40% of them are like, what, under 18? Probably. Maybe, yeah. Or at least in the very young, like, you know, age range. And now you have impressionable people who are probably not spiritually protected or spiritually aware at all looking at this image of literally Satan incarnated. (laughs) And 
just absorbing that energy. And that, that to me is the true way that evil sneaks in. Like the devil is so persuasive. So put it in somebody who has 26 million followers, who is sex, like sexy, who is, you know, a music icon, who is uh, seductive and who has these, these fans and who seems to be like a badass woman, all of, all of which, you know, Doja at her core, at her essence is, but of course the devil would overtake her because it's something that is, it's arguable, right? People can go, no, she's just exploring her artistry. She's just, you know, she's just playing around and like seeing what works for her. And I just have a big fat no to that. Like my whole body says it's our responsibility to make sure that we're not justifying that behavior ever. And see, the thing is, is that a being of light, a being that is connected to God and here for good is not going to show that kind of content and be in that energy um, and and spread this this like satanic negativity. That's just that's just not what they're gonna do, right? And see the thing is is that yes, there is art in this world and we can call certain things art, right? But a a being of light is not going to show demonic and satanic and dark negative things and view it as art. That's just not something that you would do and feel good sharing to your core, right? So I don't believe it's art. It is evil disguised as art and people are fighting saying that it's art but you're just fighting for the evil like art can be such a beautiful thing but it can also disguise this this evil in a very in a very justifiable way for some people right because evil likes to be behind masks a lot of the time evil likes to find these disguises so that it doesn't seem as bad and it can more easily infiltrate into society right so when this evil is masked behind this music artist i put in quotes and this art in quotes it's more accepted by people instead of it just being someone preaching this hate and this satanic energy it's behind this art which makes it seem a little bit more okay but we're here to say it is not okay it is not okay and it's not normal and it's just spreading energy that is just furthering the negative and evil agenda um, which comes back to this this fight this quote-unquote war that we're talking about between the good and the evil and as light beings as as vessels for God we are here to fight for the good and to choose good and to help other people to choose good every single day because the more of us that are choosing good um, the more good is going to be in the world and the more we can be equipped to uh, basically shut out the evil and not be sucked into the evil and sucked in by temptation and and all the things dangled in front of our faces and so that we can properly be on the side of good and fight for the side of good Mm. and that's like the perfect introduction to the last point that we have to make here which is that we are in war it is the war against love and what you just said is that there is there is clearly a because something that was being said under a lot of Doja's posts, you know, there's obviously always arguments and debates happening under a celebrity's photo. <laughs> People were saying, well, why are you guys really shitting on Doja for sharing, you know, this type of energy when nobody 
is really shitting on Christians for like spreading the word of God. Isn't it the same thing? The thing is, is one is clearly anti-love and one is clearly love. That's not saying that the Christian community, the spiritual community, any of the religious communities are perfect by any means. I realize there's still darkness and hate that exists within all of those things. However, we can all agree realistically and objectively that one of these things, no matter what umbrella of religion, spirituality, you know, whatever you contain yourself in or whatever you subscribe to, one is an argument for love and for kindness and for betterment on this planet and for a utopic, you know, humanity and for uh, following in, in previous teachings that have come, prophets who have come here to teach us to do good. And one is clearly an advocate for chaos, for shame, for darkness, for violence and for evil. And it's, it's, that's all that you need to know. Like people who are saying, well, why is it okay for artists to, you know, preach gospel, you know, messages in their music. And it's not okay for Dojo to preach satanic messages in your music. That is why, because one will spread more love and one will spread more evil. And would you rather live in a on earth hell burning and chaos and war or live in a utopic society with nature and community and love and light and, and sacred energy? that is what this war is about. The reason I like to use the word war when I once would not have liked this word is because it paints the picture of the divine responsibility that we have to actually fight. Like we're, we're in a fight, which is why for me, these conversations are part of my fight. Like, let me use my voice and speak out about things that aren't pretty to look at, that aren't pretty to talk about, that aren't, you know, exactly the the picture perfect, like, oh, manifest your dream house. And like, it's not shiny object. It's ugly object, Mm -hmm. but it's important because it will ingrain in, in all of us, hopefully, or for those of you who are listening and resonating, it will ingrain in us this this flame of knowingness that everything we do matters and whether or not you're in a place where you can hold space for the collective or for other people to heal and to shed light yet you are personally responsible for yourself so my ask in all of this is I implore you to take personal responsibility for your own actions Weed out the evil, shine flashlight on corners, on shadows that exist in your world as things that are inherently bringing more bad and more evil and more darkness into your life and start to one by one take them out. A big part of me and Kirsten's journey this past year has been removing any foods that does not support our highest good so that we can be a vessel for good. Removing foods that would, you know, bring us more illness, that would not allow us to function at our highest, drinking better water, removing toxic products, but also removing any truly negative entities and energies that exist in our life as well. And that to me is the perfect beginning to any fight claim responsibility for you and if each of us as individuals as individual pieces of this puzzle claim responsibility for ourselves and work to meticulously intentionally choose good in every single one of our decisions it's no question in my mind that we could live in utopia but we all have to commit to doing that work yes i agree 1000 percent. and something i want to uh shed light on for a second as well is there might be some of you still who are questioning whether this quote-unquote war is a thing okay and 
I want to invite you to think about your mind every single day and think about the moments in which you have a positive or good thought or good decision that is in your mind and also on the other side a negative or more poor choice that comes into your mind right that right there is the mini war going on inside of you right it is it is those two sides that are essentially fighting against each other it's the the good the good thought the good choice the good energy that is fighting for you to choose it over the negative more poor one that comes into your mind right and you have the choice in that moment are you going to pick up that piece of trash when your mind says hey like i think you should pick up that piece of trash and then the other voice inside your head says no 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 it's fine you don't need to what voice are you going to listen to what are you going to follow what is going to happen in the little mini war inside of your mind are you going to choose good or are you going to choose evil and every single day when you continuously follow that good voice when we all continuously follow that good voice we are winning that mini war inside of us and we are creating a better life for ourselves and we are creating a better life outside of us as well so I hope that brings some perspective. That, I love that. that. That little war that's going Mini on inside war. of you, that is exactly what is happening at a large scale on yes. the planet. There is the good and there is the evil. And it is, both are happening at the same time, but we can fight it and we can choose the good. And something that's so wildly important to go along with that is bringing the awareness and becoming conscious of these things will make you aware that the higher forces that are working for evil how scary is it to think that the evil in our own lives usually it's like it's like an unintentional thing for the most part right like oh dang it I smoked weed again or like I made this decision and like it was kind of just like a subconscious thing like I'm I'm not choosing to do bad I just stuck in this cycle well when you bring awareness to it and you become conscious of it you can advocate for positive change right think about how most of us would do that and then sit in the knowingness that there are many people out there, many people who run our country, many people who are in positions of a lot of idolatry and power and status that are consciously choosing the other route, that recognize their power in choosing either good or evil, that recognize the ways in which they could choose good or evil and are consciously full body choosing evil. That is what we are up against. And when you, on a day-to-day basis, come to those forks in the road, like Kirsten was saying, that mini war that lives within you, you come to a fork in the road, basically, path number one is the path of good, path number two is the path of evil. I promise you every single time, the path of evil will be easier. Oh, yes. It always is, because oh, yes. again, <laughs> evil is persuasive, it's it's easy, it's simple, it's sort of like, I don't want to say default, but it'll kind of be like you really have to veer off of the road to get to the fork that's good. Whereas you can kind of just like take the exit for the fork that's the evil part and it's just easier and you don't have to cut through cars or traffic. It's it's convenient, right? I dare you to like really consciously, visibly see those forks in the road and choose good. Fight your fight every single day and you are doing more than you realize because 
once you wake up to the fact that there are people that are fighting for the force of evil, they're fighting for the destruction of our planet, they're fighting for the destruction of good and love, that is when you realize your fight matters. And that being said, this can be an overwhelming thing to talk about, all of the evil and the darkness in the world. But something that me and Kate talked about a few weeks ago when we were talking through all this stuff is we first need to learn how to fight the evil and overcome the evil in our own lives, in our own reality, in our own minds, right? So focus on that first, like she was saying. Like, be aware of the stuff that's going on in the world, but focus on your life first. Focus on fighting the evil in your life, and then you will have the power and the ability to go beyond that, okay? So don't don't get too overwhelmed. This is a lot of stuff, right? But now you are aware. Now you know, um, or maybe you know a little bit more about what is going on and the, the true mission um, that a lot of us have here. So have that awareness you have the tools within you you have all everything that you need all of the tools the wisdom everything is inside of you okay but start small start with your own life start with your own mind and then expand from there and as a final blip to that inviting you to just tap into what your intuition feels like when it's coming from the divine if you do that the decisions will become easier and easier and easier the more you choose good the more good you will do the more simple it will become for you to continue to choose good. It's like you got to get the snowball rolling in order for the snowball to pick up speed and momentum. And then it's just going to keep going on the path that you set it on pace for. So with all of that being said, I feel very complete. I also feel complete. Wonderful. I loved this conversation. <laughs> so good. We need more of these. I hope that this sparks you to have conversations like this with your friends, with your family, with people that are around you. Because the more, again, the more we shed light on it the more we can change it. So thank you guys for tuning in and thank you for having an open mind in this conversation as well. If you've gotten this far, thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank yourself, be proud of yourself for you know showing up to this and being willing to expand and learn and being willing to shed light on the darkness. So thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys in future episodes. Woo, woo, woo. Bye guys. What a good freaking conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we did, and I hope it kind of shined a light on some things going on in the world, and I hope maybe it shifted your perspective just a little bit. Um, Before I go ahead and close this out, I wanted to go ahead and plug Kate's information here so that you guys can go check her out. Her podcast is Your Dream Life Coach Podcast, and her Instagram is your.com dream life coach i'll go ahead and put those in the show notes as well so yeah make sure to go check her out she is literally one of my favorite humans on the planet and we have been through so much of our transformation and journeys together so yeah go check her out and without further ado i will go ahead and end this episode like i normally do Make sure to go out into the world today and spread some love, some light, and positivity because obviously there's a lot of darkness to be combated (laughs) as we talked about. Um, So yeah, make sure to go out and spread it. I love you all so much. Have a beautiful day.